Chakalaka. <laughs> Kids still say that these days? Um, if they don't, they're going to start saying it now. That's right. We are trendsetters here on Outside the Mic. Boom shakalaka. I'm Jarrett Weimer. I'm Martin Meyer. And we banter all matters music. All matters. M- most matters or all matters? All matters musical. Many matters. The matters that matter are mm. the musical matters. Oof, I almost messed that up. <laughs> No, that no, was amazing. Usually That's I sound a... like I'm a little three ways to the wind, but today <laughs> I am on fire. Sharon! Good sign. That was a good sign, Jared. Yeah. Hey, I was looking when we showed up at the studio because we put an ad out. We were looking for the outside the mic dancers and uh, put a little ad out and I thought there'd be a line. Did you see anybody waiting outside? Listen, outside the mic you should never put an advertisement out for dancers in hot springs south dakota <laughs> really dang it i thought okay so i thought maybe the ad didn't go out today or what happened nobody showed up nobody showed up okay so hey if you're in hot springs or if you want to drive you can commute we're looking for the outside the mic dancers because eventually we're gonna actually because marty has terrible dance moves all hey, right no no if if it comes down to it i'll dance there's a reason why we don't video record our episodes he always does this flash mob montage (laughs) dance as the theme song is playing because we do play the theme song as we are preparing for an episode just kind of pump each other up a little bit yeah yeah that's not why that's not why that's not why (laughs) we're not videotaping it's because we can't figure it out that's That's it exactly (laughs) come on seriously (sighs) but we're gonna figure it out in season two we are going to figure out. We did. We actually videotaped two episodes, and then we got to the point where we were going to download it. Yeah. And it it's it was it's a lot of work. So much work. A lot of work. And we are musicians by heart, so yeah. You know, when it requires a lot of work and preparation, <laughs> we often stop and just take a look at things and go, "Is it worth it?" We're 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 all about what's the priority right now. And the priority is you guys. It is. And we think, hey, if we're working on that, then we're not thinking about the outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. We're inside thinking about you outsiders. We're inside thinking about the outsiders. Right. That's all it's about. But I do have a little bit of research. Not a lot. Can please you ex- what- please explain this wooden rhino that keeps appearing in all of these episodes. Okay. I have to tell you honestly... I'm not really absolutely sure, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for this because somebody really close to me. I'm thinking thinking it might have been my daughter or my son, but I have this little wooden carved rhinoceros, which, you know, it doesn't matter always who the giver is. It's about what it means, right? It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. And I've had this with me and I've I, I look at this and it just, for some reason, it seemed like it needed to be part of Outside the Mic. And I'm not sure why. But we didn't know why a Black Widow 
needed to be part of outside the mic either didn't esmeralda we? esmeralda but she worked her way weaved her way spun her way into the web of outside spun her way into my personal life that's yeah. what she did <laughs> she did <laughs> and you had dreams about esmeralda for the long-standing listeners of outside the mic listen to episode two esmeralda yeah you will know why you will know why absolutely and we looked into the symbolism of black widows and mm-hmm. so i did just this is quick we're just gonna scratch the surface can you hear it asmr folks that's that's me literally scratching the surface of my, <laughs> my the surface of his skin <laughs> that needs moisturized <laughs> the rhinoceros i'm scratching the surface and that's all uh, i'm gonna do tonight so here we go you ready ready let's take a big breath Oh, rhino outside the mic. Outside Here we go. The, the rhinoceros. TTM. You ready for this? Jared? I'm ready. Sorry. Are you ready? Okay. We have to be at that correct space in order to actually absorb this information. The rhinoceros spirit animal hmm. is known, get this, Jared, is known for its aggressive behavior and strong physical presence. Yeah. When I see a rhino, that. Yeah. They tend to look a little aggressive. They're Yeah, they're a little yeah. strong and aggressive, right? Yeah. But such a mammoth creature should fill you with fear and alarm. But the rhinoceros symbolism is replete with contradictions. Oh. What did we just talk about with para oh, in what the last did we episode? Just, I'm never going to remember these complicated yeah. words that you come up with. But you're right. What, is, what was the word? You say it. That's why it was juxtaposed was our word in the juxtaposed, last episode. Juxtaposed, that's right. But we keep running into these weird little twists of fate here on Outside the Mic. And this is one. Today I started looking this up and I'm like, this sounds like para, because we looked at para and there's mm-hmm. all these different meanings. And then we came up with juxtaposed. And it sounds like what they're talking about with the rhinoceros. Such a mammoth creature should fill you with fear and alarm, but the rhinoceros symbol is replete with contradictions. It's a powerful animal that represents power, substance, solidity, and stamina. Wow. Invite the guidance of this spirit animal and let yourself be filled with its greatness. Yeah. Okay? Okay. How's that? That was good. (laughs) How's that? So... I don't know. I mean, how does that tie in for you? Well, to here outside the night? I'm gonna I'm gonna fill you in on what I do in my life. Oh, do you God. ever look at people? <laughs> Come, it's good. It's okay. really good. You're gonna love this. All right. Good. Do you ever look at people and, and try to? You're like, not gonna get super personal though, right? A little okay. personal, but okay. just do you ever right. look at people and go, "What is their animal?" Yeah. And when you mention like rhino, aggressive, they're kind of stubby. But like, you're like, you want to hug them, but you can't hug them because they're just like a little feisty. Yeah. I think of, <laughs> you know who I think yeah. is a rhino is Danny DeVito. Oh, that's a good one. He yeah. kind of restrained, like, I think yeah. he's a rhino, you know? I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I think of myself as an orca. I think I'm a killer whale. No kidding. You never shared that with me before. No, because it's hard to admit that you think yourself as a whale. Okay. Tell me why. I like this I just think orca. they're... Not only do they have a song to sing, you, mm-hmm. when they talk, they do, and then they do all that Ooh, stuff. Right? Now that's the impersonation you, this for is this the episode. No. <laughs> I was just impersonating an orca. Do that again. <laughs> yeah, they do the click thing. But, you know, they've got the song, and they... Anyways, I think they're cool, and they're big, and I'm yeah. a 6'2 dude. 
So yeah. they're big. They're majestic. Yeah. I am yeah. a majestic animal in my natural state. That you are. Yeah. So it works, Marty. And a lot of people might have the wrong impression because they think you're a killer. Yes. But you're actually just part of the whole nature chain I'm of the, existence. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I love people. But yet yeah. when you're a 6'2 dude, yeah. people okay, are, are intimidated, you know? And I'm like yeah. the biggest, I'm like an orca. Dang it. Dude, I, I love that. Just I love throw that me a fish orca. and I'm happy. Okay. Well, I don't have one here right now, but um, if I did, I'd throw it to you. Now I'm sure. a rhino. You know, I watched a, a nature special at one point. I like those. I always really enjoyed watching like uh, nature on public and what is it? One planet, blue planet. I love oh, yeah. these things that are that are nature related. But one, it kind of got me one year and I think it was a National Geographic collection that I had. And they talked about, this is what was kind of silly to me. They showed all of these orcas coming into this beach they called it the rubbing beach it was mm. somewhere in washington yeah mm-hmm. and they were there was these pebbles or something like that on the beach underneath the water okay. and they would come up and they would rub on there and they kept talking about things and they were referring to orcas and they said well we don't know why they do this but we but if you were watching it and you were thinking about just that being as having like a soul it's like mm-hmm. well they're doing it because they like the way it feels it feels you know, good yeah, yeah it feels good and i could imagine you just like hovering under the water rubbing up against those pebbles on that beach and digging it right i mean it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't sound like the worst thing i could ever do no no but I, yeah there you go and i think sometimes scientists maybe they get too scientific yeah and they just need to think like well if i were a whale I might dig this. I might think that's pretty cool to do that. Yeah. It's like if you saw a a human in in the wild and you saw him scratch his head, you know, you're going to just think he had an itch. He scratched it. (laughs) So the orcas simply, they don't have opposable thumbs. They're simply doing the best they can with what they have. They are what I'd like to, they're, they're freaking survivors. Okay. I am a survivor. You are a survivor. And I just had this picture of an orca sitting at home watching the documentary and they're like, why do humans scratch their head? We're trying to figure out why they scratch their head. Well, because their head itched. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. What's that? What you said it was what blue, what was it? Blue earth. Yeah. Blue planet. Blue Blue planet. planet. Yeah. There, theirs is called like, I don't know what <laughs> trash planet or whatever. What do we do? We just yeah. crash crap that. Oh, huh? wow, Jared. Well, that's good. Yeah. You ever heard of trash Island? I'm sure you have. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what the orcas would be watching. Yeah. yeah. We're watching blue planet. They don't They're watching like, like us. trash planet. And they're going, look at what those humans are doing and why are they doing? It? So I'm an orca. You're an orca. What's your animal? What am I? Yeah. I'm a black widow. Well, that's all we have today, folks, on the Outside the Mic. Yeah, that wraps up. Outside the Mic. Good night. <laughs> good day. Good morning. Good evening. You're not a black no. widow. No, you know what? Actually, I had a book at one point in time, and it was the Animal Totem book. And what I usually, anytime that something, okay, we had chickens at the time. Seriously, okay. can all I right. go back here? Yeah, sure. We had chickens and I had a, there was a hawk that we let our chickens free range. This is when we were out on a ranch. And so I would look up hawk at the time. Oh, and yeah. so anytime there was a certain animal that was kind of like crossing my path, I would look it up. But to be honest, 
I don't know. I think horse maybe because I loved horses when I was a kid. So if I go all the way horses, back, yeah. probably a horse. Dude, and I yeah. get that. Horses are good pals. You're Thank a good you. pal. They're honest. They're loyal. They kick you when you're down. They kick you when you're down. <laughs> <laughs> I was just seeing if you were going to oh, hear me. I, I was listening to you. Good, I yeah. caught that. No, I, I get that, man. And and yeah, so I just sometimes I just go through the world and when you meet people, you're like, what's their animal? What do they resemble? What's their characteristic? Yeah. Even their, what is their... Their body type represent and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, so it's an internal uh, cranium game that I play and it's fun and yeah, I'm an orca. Internal cranium game. That's right. I like that. I'm going to make a note yeah. of that. Do I have a pen that works here? <laughs> so no, I think you're. I'm glad that we have that in common because and this is. I'm not going to go too far beyond that, but the horse is a universal symbol of freedom. Oh yeah. Without restraint. That's my buddy Marty. Because riding a horse made people feel they could free themselves from their own bindings. Also linked with riding horses, they are symbols of travel, movement, and desire. You ever watch Black Beauty? I did. I, I read the book. Yeah. I read two different books. Mm-hmm. I've watched like three different movies about Sea Biscuit. Yeah. See, I love every single horse movie. Sea Biscuit. What's the other one? Spirit. No, what's the one about the, the, oh my gosh, this is, uh, we're going to have to edit this, but there's Sea Biscuit and then there's Black Beauty and then there's Secretariat. The one about Secretariat. Yes. 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 Good movies. There's so many, there's really, um, there's another one too about an Australian horse that came to the States and they're, oh boy, we could go on and on. This is a whole new episode now beyond music. How do we relate that to music <laughs> with horses? Um, no, uh, uh, what's the, uh, the people that, or what do they call it? Um, I'm stuttering here. Hold on. What do they call the, when horses are used for therapy? Come on. Mm-hmm. ASMR. No, don't get me off topic. What do they call uh, equestrians? No. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Well, yeah. Somebody who like, does a lot of stuff with <laughs> it's like horses. Horse therapy. Music, horse yeah. therapy. Yeah, it all well, goes together. Yeah, it could be. I'm not sure that that's the exact word that they use for somebody who works with horses in therapy. But we're rambling. We are. Yeah. <laughs> we're rambling. Okay. We're, we're going to get back on track now. Woo! Here we go. That was good. So <laughs> as many of you know, yep, this is the season finale yes. of season one. Mm-hmm. It has been just an awesome time this has been so awesome i think for us i think i could speak for both of us this has been awesome for us an awesome learning curve something to look forward to each week something to put our our passions into and and talk about what we love and we we have seen that a lot of people have uh, shared that love and it's just been cool and so we have big plans for season two Absolutely. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff in the works that we're working on, and we don't want to share it right now because that's not what you do. On just the tease. We're just going to tease. tease. Yeah. We're going to give you a teaser yeah. about it. So, yeah. We do. I, I honestly, and that's what's going to lead us back into what this episode is all about. We just kind of want to do a flashback. For us, it's, it's one of those things. It's hard to imagine that here we are at what, episode seven, right? Eight. Eight. This is eight. See, buddy. lost track. Yeah. Completely lost track. Episode eight, and this all started as a little, you know, pod, little bean. We all just <laughs> crawled into this little little pea pod. And we did, we did. Yeah, saying we, kumbaya. Yeah, together. Saying kumbaya. We did. I forgot about that. I yeah. forgot we actually sang kumbaya together. Uh-huh. 
Let me think harder. <laughs> yeah, okay, I remember that now. We <laughs> said kumbaya together. <sighs> no, seriously, folks, this is something that is for us been a it's it's been wonderful every week to just get together and chat about stuff that we like to talk about. And the fact that anybody's listening is awesome. We think that's pretty cool. Absolutely. And I think it's it's even our friendship has I think gained out of this. Yeah. I feel like a couple nights ago we had a heated conversation, a debate rather. Oh my. Yeah. And I think if you if we didn't if we weren't so grounded as friends, that could have that could have dinged us, but we walked away. I felt closer to you. I felt like we could have those conversations and walk away better. And, yeah, and it was awesome. And I think we were able to make it through that because of the com- we were already best friends, but the yeah. camaraderie through outside the mic. So for us, it's been a personal growth as well. Yes, and and thank you, Jared. That's I mean I, that could be relevant to a lot of people's lives and. For us, we don't want to get too deep with that, but it is. It's like friendship. We were able to have that situation. And I think maybe because we come in here all the time and we have these conversations, we're able to think, okay, you know, what? even if we disagree, or if we don't disagree, either way, we can just move on. Move on. To the yeah. next rhinoceros. No. Nope. That's all we need. Mm-mm. Move on to the next Orca. segment of the show. Horse. So, <laughs> and that's a perfect way to segue into what we decided to do. We've always got to do our research. We're going to do either B-sides or misheard lyrics or the meat and potatoes, as Jarrett Mm -hmm. uh, addressed it a couple Mm -hmm. episodes ago. The meat and potatoes being whatever these artists happen to do outside of their ordinary career that most people are um, aware of. Right. But we decided to just take a look back, reflect back, and see what we could remember and I kind of challenged uh, Jared a little bit beforehand. Um, uh-huh. Well, he was down for this, but this was not rehearsed ahead of time. We just wanted to go back through our episodes for season one because this is going to be a wrap for season one. And we are going, I'm going to be leaving the country for a while. Yes. Kind of yeah. jealous. Marty is going to be living abroad in Europe for two and a half months, three months. Going to be living as abroad. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding. Living abroad. <laughs> No, that's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, I will be gone and we're going to go to Spain. My family and I are going to go to Spain where my daughter goes to school. And uh, we're going to go to Portugal for a while and to Rome. So we might try to do one quick episode, at least a phone in. Maybe like a mini mini episode or something. Just a quick, hey guys, what's up? And yeah. see how life's over there. And who knows? You might might, uh, have a lot of ventures that maybe will then... We could we could gain as outsiders from your experience over there because Europe hey. is culturally. I mean, the arts are huge over there, so you might that's cool learn things that you bring back, and mm-hmm. it'll be awesome. And I'll just be here in good old Midwestern USA and in the snow and yeah, by it's myself. Okay, it's okay. And <laughs> you'll be okay, Jared. I'm I good, probably, Sharon. You know, yeah, <laughs> Sharon, bring me a tissue, Kleenex. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I think that's a good way to look at it, Jarrett. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We will, whatever we can experience in the meantime, we will glean from our life experience and bring it to you in season two of Outside the Mic. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And in the meantime, we're going to do a little flashback. So if we go back, Jarrett, let's, let's go before episode one pilot. Just give me a quick little memory that you might have 
leading up to this? What before actual yeah. episodes? Yeah. Well, well I, what hatched this? Okay, so the thing that I remember, well, it's, I mean, essentially, it's just like this. We'd be working on a project in the studio, or uh, we have a, little, a studio here in town where we do uh, music lessons, we do uh, recording projects with people, we do all kinds of things here, and there would often be downtime where we'd just be sitting around kind of BSing, mm-hmm. and it was essentially this. We would just be talking about music or or whatever we thought of that day yeah and it was always the ending the end to each conversation was man we should be we should be doing something with this stuff or we should be doing a we thought about going on the radio we thought about doing and so i mean podcasts just seemed like the perfect avenue to take and that's what i remember is just those initial conversations where we were always like each time we talked it was like we just fed off each other and just got pumped about yeah. Whatever it was we were talking about. Music music, obviously, but So that's cool. That's kind of the improv of the, of this whole conversation. And I, I had kind of forgotten about that. And now it's sparking my memory yeah. of what we had talked about. And just like we said on the pilot episode, I remember like what hatched this into being. And I think for both of us, uh, that's an important part of it. For people who have never listened to a podcast mm-hmm. it might be kind of hard if we had Facebook friends or wherever we were putting it out there. I'm sure there's some people and to, to, uh, you know, today, even there's probably a lot of people are like, what's a podcast. I'm not sure what a podcast is. Yeah. So I had listened to podcast. You had listened to podcast. We yep. kind of got involved in that whole craze and then realized Hey, a lot of what we like is conversation. Right. That is an engaging conversation about something that we're interested in, which is music. So then, yeah, we kept kind of ribbing each other like, hey, we could do this. We could do this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I think we even had friends tell us, man, you guys should be doing, you guys, you guys should be going or even family. I think we would go yeah. to parties or whatever and people would be like, you guys should be doing something. Absolutely. Because we would just go off. Yeah. And so no, you don't really remember what we did. I'm sure you do, but in case you ever, and we encourage anybody, it's like anybody who thinks they have a a voice about something and they just want to have some fun and turn on a microphone. And we're going to do that here because we have a podcast studio now. But basically what we said is the first time we had, we didn't storyboard anything. We just came in and we turned on the microphones and we just said, let's just talk for a half hour and see what happens. Right. And that's all we did. We just sat here and, you know, kind of BS'd back and forth, bantered yeah. back and forth. We didn't listen to it right away. We waited about a week and we came in and we listened to it and we said, hey, there's some good stuff. And we started making some notes. That's where the whole Don Felder. Oh, yes. Yeah. You had the story about. What happened when they decided to record his vocal? Hotel California. Yep. Yes. And I mean, that goes back to, so we, we just did the bit on the Smothers Brothers. That was at the beginning of uh, yep. episode seven. And yep. our bit goes back to day one. Yeah. Y- you know, you did that. I mean, you found that on the, what was it? Digging. Max said it was, yeah, you did a little digging. Yeah. And you we found we on the, called it the black web, but I think it's the dark web. Yeah. We might have Thank to you, Max. check that. Thank you, Max. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that was where the whole, the first thing from episode one that I remember is digging. I did some digging. Did a little digging. Yeah. So we're, that's one of our little <laughs> catchphrases. But we had the idea that, hey, if if they decided to replace his vocal, what would have it sounded like <laughs> if he actually recorded his vocal? So that, that was a thing that came to mind for me for episode one. How about you? The first thing that I wrote down was excitement. 
there was such right excitement on. that we were actually doing this, that yeah. we were actually preparing. And I mean, there wasn't much preparation, I think, with the first one. Yeah, we had the the little comedy act that we that we kind of put on, but we didn't really know how it was going to go. We didn't no. know how long it was going to be. That was my big worry was, yeah. uh, and that was the, the next thing that I wrote down was how nervous because I didn't know how long we were going to go. And the podcasts that I had been listening to at that time were all about an hour long. Right. And I'm like, we're going to have probably about 20 minutes of That's stuff. What I was and thinking. then we're going to be sitting yeah. twiddling our thumbs. But no, there was a natural rhythm. There was a there was a natural beat to what we were doing. And it, I think it, well, it was like a half hour or something like that. We I think we about, almost 40 minutes, like 30, was, 37 or something like that. Yeah, it was so, close Which to it's it. funny now when you look back because we keep rambling into an hour very easily. <laughs> yeah. And that seemed long at the end. It almost seemed long at the time. But we were excited that we made it to 37 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. was it? Last episode, we did the call into our buddy, Matt Friedel. Yeah. Uh, and he, we, we were going home later and he texted, he's like, judging by my graph, you guys should be about halfway done. And it was probably about like 11 yeah. o'clock. We, yeah. We'd already wrapped up and he, cause he was like, are you guys get longer and longer? But I mean, Suggested, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, just like this, it's banter, it's discussion and that's. I mean, I think that's the heart of podcast. It's yeah. discussion. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, a talk show. It's NPR. It's all of that kind of rolled into one mm-hmm. and easily accessible. I think those are the roots of a podcast. Yeah. It's almost like reining it back. I think that's what ends up happening when you have, for you and I, we have fun just chatting about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's almost gets to the point where... I don't know, maybe somebody, you know, you look at somebody like Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously he's got some really important guests on his show too. Right. And he can go on for two. I remember listening to one with, with my son, Max. We were up in Colorado going on a ski trip and I couldn't believe it went on for, it was, well, it was obviously, it was his interview with Elon Musk. Okay. That went on for probably three hours and it didn't seem wow. like three hours because you're driving around. So in those situations is good, but mm-hmm. yeah, I could see that where we almost have to rein each other in after a while because we don't want to go too far beyond that hour right. time period. And if there so. was a chance where we could share the, probably the hours of edits that we have done, yeah. cutting stuff back and, or, yeah. you know, trying to trim, trim the fat a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a that Folks, would be an episode in itself. And every f- episode is really about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> sure feels like it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go in and we, and we edit. So on to episode two, entitled Esmeralda. I'll let you start, Jay, right? What do you got? What do you remember from Esmeralda? The first thing I remember is... We didn't know how to freaking spell Esmeralda. We had it. Well, we knew, you you knew how, yeah. but there was like a couple of different ways, and we weren't sure which one applied to what we were talking about. And then we, I think we even posted it with the wrong spelling, and then we figured out it was the other spelling, and then we had to make an edit. And it was just this whole thing about this freaking spelling of this freaking spider that showed up on our door, and then it had this whole personal insight on my life. Anyways. Episode two was very personal for me. You're still a little bit affected by the no, Black Widow, No, it's fine. Aren't it's you? good. Yeah. It's good. I haven't seen the Black Widow since then, so I must have resolved whatever was happening at that point. In mm-hmm. case you are new to Outside the Mic and you didn't listen to episode two, which you should. Yeah. <laughs> Just a really re- brief recap. We literally showed up at the studio that day mm-hmm. and it wasn't, I think... Jarrett mentioned it was right on the door, but it was right beside the door. There was literally a black widow spider and it was alive. 
have no idea how this could have happened. I was prepared to to call it for the day. Like that's an yeah, obvious sign we shouldn't be doing this. Like let's go home. <laughs> we'll try again another day. Marty wanted to save him, the little, as or I should say, her Esmeralda. And we still have Esmeralda and, in a jar. Yep, and her corpse is rotting away as we speak. <laughs> and my favorite memory about that episode, as we bolstered our stel- ourselves, we bolstered ourselves <laughs> <laughs> against the, the experience of having a black widow spider show up. And I'm thinking, there's got to be a good reason for this. And so we looked at some of the meanings of having a black widow spider. But when I actually decided to take the black widow spider, put it in a jar, and then show it to Jared. Without my knowing. Without him knowing. And he literally did scream. If you've never heard that episode, Mm -hmm. this reaction is real, ladies and gentlemen. Jarrett was pretty freaked out when I pulled out the Black Widow spider. That's all I'm going to say. That was my favorite memory of episode. Two. And if you and you listen to it and it wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't a scream. It was merely, you know, you had fr- you had surprised me with a jar with a deadly animal and a I mean, I think animal. I think even the the biggest of man, even the most bikerist dude would have been startled. <laughs> Marty, thus I might go on episode freaking three. No, wait, wait. Just rewind a second. Did you say a bikerist, dude? Yeah, you know, bikers. Is this a new, they, is this a neologism? I still don't know. I know you covered what that means. I still don't know what that I means. I think it is. Bikerist? Oh, you mean when I make something up? I made yeah. a word up? Is that a word or did you just make that up a biker? Well, I think bikerist is. I don't I don't freaking know. You're asking the wrong. You need okay, to be talking well, gonna, to there we go. all the Merriam Webster over there. Fact check for season one. Biker <laughs> bikerist dude. We're so, just gonna let season one lie after this. There is no okay. we don't need to we don't need to do any neologism we don't, facts. On, on to fast forward to season three, which was called Episode three. The uh, sorry, yeah. Thank you very much. Episode three, the original disco man. Hey, get up, get, get on up, get, get up. on up. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> thank you. And in in case you outsiders didn't catch that, we had a little uh little tune that we recorded for the end of that as an outro, which was a alternative version of outside the mic theme with little james brown in there and if you haven't heard that check it out yes and i have to share when when we first tracked that which was a lot of fun i mean it, that's what's cool about this is it's been challenging for us musically because we've been playing genres that we don't play mm-hmm. we did the kelly clarkson cover anyways mm-hmm. um i forgot about that yeah you recorded the vocals and I, w- I was mixing it later and i heard that one line and you're like you're like i pissed myself and i thought you said i pierced myself <laughs> And I'm like, why would James Brown say I pierced myself? But really, what was it? You said I pinched myself, right? Or something like that. Uh, I uh, kissed myself. Oh, I kissed myself. I kissed myself. I thought you said I pierced myself. <laughs> I thought you said in the beginning, I pissed myself. <laughs> no. Well, either one. Not yeah. good. I don't no. think James Brown was, he was doing any of that. Anyway. I don't know, but I was just trying to be moved by the spirit of James right there. And I, I think he nailed it. Yeah, I think he you. nailed it. Thank you. So my first... Uh, thought or reminisce of original Disco Man was the struggle mm-hmm. of finding a story for that week. I oh, had yeah. I had found several that I thought, oh, these are going to be great, and then you dive into them, and it's like it didn't really have the, you know, the impact. It didn't really have the wow factor. Yeah, and I don't know how I stumbled on James Brown, but I saw the title, the original Disco Man, 
And then I just kind of read his backstory and I thought, you know what? It doesn't always have to be comedic. It doesn't always have to be mind blowing. How about just interesting that his life was kind of, he had a hard beginning to his life. Yeah. And then he used that, he made his career. Then he used that to then better lives of others of things that he struggled with as a kid. And that's when I was like, there's a new element to outside the mic. It's not only, you know, uh, the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger, he was a porter, you know, where that was interesting, funny, quirky. was all these things. But really, this was a more serious. And that was challenging for us because it was a serious episode where we we always relied on a uh, comedic element that we didn't really have there. And uh, I think we did well. I think it, it turned out great, and it was still a good episode. I do. I, I think that's a good way to look at it. I reflect back on that as sort of a turning point. It was, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. Number three, you're, you're three episodes in. And I remember the, the thing that hit, struck me about that episode <clears throat> is that we started to realize these weird little twists of fate that were happening. Yeah, you know, the synchronicities, when, you Yeah, say. synchronicities. We're kind of working on stuff. And I, I happened to look at uh, ABBA, and I was looking for a story about oh, ABBA. That's right. And then one of their songs struck me as sounding disco. And then I thought, gosh, that almost sounds like polka. polka. I can't remember why. Yeah. There was like, and so I, I put in disco, Google disco and polka, and that's when we came up with this song, the disco polka. And I could yeah. not believe it when I did that. <laughs> That there was actually a song called Disco Polka. And then not knowing that you had done this story on James the Brown, who was considered man. the original disco man. Yes. And that that's just that I guess that's kind of like you want that kind of feedback from the universe in a way, like, okay, if this sort of synchronicity is happening, then we must be doing something right. So we must be yeah, we must be doing something yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we've had that happen a lot, really. Where and I don't know maybe sometime we'll do an episode just on our weird synchronicities that have happened doing this cool. show. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Where you just kind of you're thinking about something and then you mention something. That's been happening a lot, and I think that's you know that's what happens when you start to get, you know, get serious about putting stuff out there that you mm-hmm. believe you can do creatively and have fun with. So yeah, yeah, and and I think for people who are interested in starting podcasts. You definitely want to, I think a good start point is make sure you have something that, that people might be interested in, but just know inside, if if you have an initial interest in it, mm-hmm. there's going to be others that do too. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we've had great response to people who are like, oh, I love your show, musical and non-musical people that have, have really, I think, caught a, caught a liking for what we're doing and... and yeah. So I encourage everybody, you know, if you if you feel that impulse to start something that could just be a nudge that yeah. I mean, podca- it, it, essentially podcast is fun. It's it's fun and and yeah. Yeah. So if you're interested in it, chances are somebody else might be interested in it too. Right. right. And not that we we have proven that theory yet. We'd like to think that we will over time, but We've got, thank you again. We want to go back and just appreciate everybody who's checked us out because there's just enough people to, for us after season one, to encourage us to continue with it. And it's that, I think that's kind of the secret when you look about, you look at the history of podcast, people have to stick with it for a while. Yeah. And, you know, if we had 40 listeners or 50 listeners or whatever, as long as somebody's having fun and we get a little bit 
you know, we get some feedback that somebody's enjoying it, we're going to keep doing it. And that's what I think you should look at from that perspective as far as being a podcaster if you're going to do it. So there we go. Right. Yeah, exactly. So moving on to we were that was original disco man episode four what was that called jared home <laughs> resolution home resolution yeah. that was just after the new year's it was yeah so, i think recorded before the new year's in in preparation of the new year's right oh my gosh i think it's it how was, we kind of because we talked about the christmas party yep. and it was prior to new year's that's correct yep. you are correct sir yes and what what comes to mind from home resolution for you i think i mean i feel like we were we had a good fire going so i had just the initial thought of like what's coming next you know we've got a new year we started this new podcast what are we going to do with this where where is it going to take us what's going to happen you know that was where it's kind of that fresh fresh eyes of where's this going what's this what's going to happen here yeah yeah yeah. That was transitional. You know what? What really got me about Ohm resolution, other than <laughs> Ohm and OTM and outside the mic, and it was another little bit of a synchronicity. It was kind of weird that we just improvised the whole Ohm thing, but then we we're like OTM. Which, by the way, I'm not sure we ever mentioned that in an episode. But we looked up the acronym for OTM, and there's a bunch of them. Oh yeah, on the money. Yeah. And there was there was a bunch of OTM acronyms, but we're hoping that ours is going to be the the most frequent um, search engine optimized <laughs> acronym that you're going to find. We're about still learning about that. Yeah, we're still learning about that. <laughs> but what struck me is you brought in, unbeknownst to me, a new because we had a oh th- the episode prior to that is when we introduced the misheard lyric. Right. And so you brought one in that was blank space. T Swift. T Swift, mm-hmm. which, okay, let me just tell you real quick. I didn't do that in the lap, last episode, and I was going to mention. I kind of shied away from admitting that I was a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> but I got to tell you, as long as we're going to talk about this real quick, um, not that I'm going to get up on my, you know, I'm not going to preach about Taylor Swift or anything, but I watched a documentary. Preach it, brother. Preach it, brother. <laughs> I got to say, from from somebody who always has wanted to work at their craft and give energy and time to their craft, songwriting, whatever it is, I saw a documentary. I got to admit, I mean, I, I watched, uh, I think I saw a previous documentary where she like played guitar when she first got it until her fingers bled. Oh, wow. And she writes all her own stuff. Yeah. And I saw another documentary and I'm I'm going to jump right on board with the Taylor Swift thing. She just works her butt off. So from a, just from that perspective, somebody who is a songwriter and has a really good work ethic, that's Taylor Swift. And not everything she does excites me musically, but there are some songs that are really amazing. But just the fact that she works so dang hard at her craft, I'm on board. I respect her. You're a a T-Swift fan? I'm a T-Swift fan. I'm going to say it right here. I'm going to admit it. So you brought in the misheard lyric. The weird thing about that, and it was another synchronicity, was that I had actually discussed this with my kids before as a misheard lyric. And oh, I had no right. idea. And you brought it in, which yeah. was blank space, Starbucks lover, yeah. cervix lover, all that. Yeah. Stuff, so. Yeah. My, I was on the road trip, I think with, uh, my wife and we, and we would do that. We would, we have these little games that we play. Like we do this one in the car where 
we play like the first second of a song and just that first note or the first like drum beat or whatever you might hear you have to try to guess the title oh i like that a yeah. lot of fun yeah and so then we would on outside the mic. <laughs> yeah. oh that's a good idea yeah and uh then i would we would also do like a misheard lyric where we'd talk about what are they saying there like we would always question what are they saying there and then we'd kind of guess like uh we did the one with elton john's um i think it's gonna be a long long time uh rocket man oh we would yeah. do yeah. uh Burning out his fuel up here alone. Well, I always used to thought it was burning out his fuel up here alone. And we, we probably had a good, I mean, a good debate going on of which one it was. I forget what she thought it was. And we looked it up. I think I was wrong, as usual. <laughs> no. But uh, but that, I mean, then that's kind of where we were like, that's where I got the idea of, hey, let's do this. Like That's a cool. So what was the correct, as long as you're touching upon that. <laughs> on Elton John Rocket Man? Yeah, what's the correct lyric? I think it's. You're going to catch me on this, but I think it's burning out his fuse up here alone. Thank you. You are correct. All right. Yeah, I remember we had a rocket man burning out his fuse up here alone. We had a we had a long debate of what that was. Good. Many other songs, too. But you were wrong. And I I was wrong. Yeah, I think I I think I was I think I said something like burning out his fuel all alone or something. like that. You know, that's what I think I used to think it was. And if you're an Elton John fan, or even if you're not, this is a really cool, there's a documentary now, not a documentary, I'm sorry, um, an interpretation of his life oh. as a musical. It's called Rocket Man. Have oh, you seen that on no, Netflix? I, I mean, I've, I've, I haven't seen it, but I've seen uh, previews of it. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be cool. It's pretty cool. I love yeah. that they're doing that. They did it with Freddie Mercury Queen. Yep. And now they, yep. that's cool. I think it's, it's cool. kind of like that one. It reminds me of the Freddie Mercury movie. Because it it's somebody else playing him, but his music is featured throughout. It's really compelling. It's right you know you watch that and you you realize that you know it's not all peaches and cream for these guys. Sometimes right. they deal with challenges too. So right, I know you, it's you, less likely. I think in the music industry when you're following your passion to be peaches and cream. Yeah, I think everybody has, and I think that's the yeah a lot of the fire behind people who pursue their musical career that much the fire is well i've gone through all this crap i can't give up now yeah i've done this i've gone this far i can't give up now yeah and what do you do when suddenly you have all this power and this money and that's your life it's kind of crazy how do you handle that yeah how do you handle it yeah especially these talented young people who Mm -hmm. get stardom at like 14 Oh gosh, yeah. How do you handle that? I mean, there's got to be some kind of a. Yeah. You're not mentally developed at that age. No. And you have all this freedom and power and money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Hope they use it wisely yeah. for good and not not good. <laughs> what episode was that? <laughs> I don't Jared? remember, dude. <laughs> not not good. I, I'm glad you brought that back because uh, I loved that. But I don't even remember what I'm gonna guess. I'm just gonna throw a guess out there. That was in Ohm Resolution, I think. Was it? It could yeah, have been. I yeah, think it was. It could we have been. Talked about Star Trek or something, or not Star Trek, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we just discussed Ohm. Ohm. <laughs> discussed <laughs> Sean Connery. Discuss this matter. Write that down. Of all things, music. <laughs> she. We can't cut this out. Sean, Sean Connery is speaking. I am the original James Bond. But I don't know how to say my S's. I just say S-H. I found a cure for the plague of the 21st century and I've lost it. <laughs> Discuss, Discuss the matter. Sean Connery. 
thank you. We're both. Oh my gosh. We both. wish we were actors. Yeah, but it, <laughs> we're good. I didn't realize until we got actually to this point that you like doing impersonations, Jared. I didn't think I, mean, I did it. Yeah. I think it's a nervous habit is what it is. When I don't know what to say, I just copy somebody. Oh. It's not a good, it I mean, it comes off comedic. It is, <laughs> is that what happens, Jared? Yeah, Sean, it's uh, not just sound like an old West. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's what we do out here in the West. <laughs> That's like you're, you're easing into Sam Elliott or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> only I could have a stash like Sam Elliott, we'd be all right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. I have no idea. Oh, that takes us to episode five. <laughs> Good Lord. Mondegreen. Anybody know what Mondegreen means? That was an interesting title for an episode, wasn't it? Yeah. You, and you're responsible for that. That was such Thank a cool you. find, Marty. It really was. Okay. And what I remember about that is we showed up that was the first time we've tried various schedules with recording and which i would encourage if you're ever doing a podcast to try you know morning afternoon evening we decided we were going to get together that night we had been a little bit behind the eight ball hadn't done a lot of homework right and we decided to get together we're gonna (laughs) like okay we'll get together we'll storyboard we'll go out to eat we'll come back in we'll see how it goes and it was one of those things where we just kept stumbling on stuff, yeah. which kind of cool. That's where we came up with Blinded by the Light. And I remembered that being a misheard lyric for Ripped me. Ripped up like a douche. No Ripped up like a douche. Yeah. Uh-huh. And as I was looking it up, I found out that there's actually a word for, which I would have never known unless we did this right. podcast. You know me in words. Yeah. yeah. Would have not known this. I would have thrown Mondegreen at you and you would have been clueless. So we we realized that Mondegreed was the official word for a misheard lyric. That's what I remember, especially from that episode. But that was also the smoke on the water. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I was was nervous about that, but I was so excited because I'm like, I'm not going to lie. It would be hard. It was hard to find stories that pertain to musicians and what they did outside of their career. That was interesting. I mean, everybody... A lot of them were like, and there's nothing wrong with this. It's great. But a lot of them were, you know, they had a successful career. Then they started this no-kill shelter or they had a successful career. And they, I mean, they did awesome things. And I'm not discrediting that at all. But it's like, how many are you going to cover before it's like, okay. Right. Kelly Clarkson had that sanctu- that uh, no-kill uh, animal sanctuary on in Texas. You know, that was cool. But then it was like, we can't keep doing those. Like, we got to find a unique... That's what was my thought. We have to find something unique. And one of the initial stories you and I had talked about was the story behind Smoke on the Water. Yes. And uh, I thought, I thought, what the hell? We're going to do it. And it's not necessarily in the mission statement per se, but it is cool. And I think people are going to like it. And I, I think that's what happened. And I still, to this day, cannot believe you did that because... That was literally was one of the first conversations we had right. when we were trying to think of what content we were going to address mm-hmm. in Outside the Mic. Because right. we talked about B-sides originally. We we're going to be called B-sides and we found out somebody else was B-sides. Right. And then we looked at it. I'm like, you know, I've always been curious because I heard that Smoke in the Water was a true story. But what is the real story of Smoke in the Water? And we kind of looked at that and yeah. we found out it actually by listening to that sort of gave us an idea for a groove for our theme, 
that we did. And I would have never thought that we would have revisited it. And yeah. you blew my mind when you did that. It was awesome. Yeah. It, it was awesome. Five. And yeah. what I have written for it is it's it, it, all I wrote was we've really got something here. When I was recapping what was episode cool. five, it was like, we really got something here. Cool. And uh, not that I didn't think that before, but I thought we're hitting tread to tread to asphalt here. This is cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and you found the the actual live recording, which blew my mind. Oh, of the fire. Yeah. yeah which I had never knew existed. Came from a Frank Zappa concert, which right I, on. I, 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 well, you know, in the, in the song, it's Frank Zappa and the monsters. Had the best place in town. I don't know the words, but they did reference them, and that. So I knew Frank Zappa, but I didn't think I was gonna find. When I found that, I thought the mothers. Oh, you're Oh, the the mothers, right? I said monsters, but was that right? Was it the mothers? Yeah, I think you're right. Well, we might have to look up the lyrics here, but no, not at this point in time. But yeah, that was that was one of those things where I started to get goosebumps because I couldn't believe you went there in the first place, but then you found some really cool stuff that I didn't know about Smoke on the Water. Right on, yeah. So it was Frank Zappa and the mothers were at the best place around. Right. But some stupid with a flare gun <laughs> burned the place to the ground. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Wow. It was cool. Immortalized. Cool Frank Zappa immortalized in Smoke on the Water. Right. And then he put that on his album. Yeah, that... Yeah, yeah that... Uh, Forget, I don't even don't even ask me to quote what the album was, but he did include the the fire audio when okay. it broke out. It was cool. Right on, right on. All right. So then, moving on from there, there's lots of memories I have flooding me from Mondo Green. Yeah. Uh, we should have had the dates. We should have written the dates down. But yeah, that's all that right. would have we'll been do cool. It later, uh, next episode, no pilot. Not a pilot. Oh, that was my notes. Not a pilot. Thank you. Not a pilot. There we You're go. You're not a pilot, Marty. Not a pilot. What do you remember about that, Jared? Other than you forgot that we went up in a plane ride. Right. It's almost like it didn't happen. Almost. But, you know, that's the way things happen sometimes when you have a little bit dreamy existence. And you, maybe you're just going through life one day after another, and you forget what actually happened. Or you wake up and realize, nope, didn't happen. Or did it? Or did it not? Or did it? I digress. Do you remember the sounds of the engines? Do you remember that? Kind of? <laughs> I digress. <laughs> okay, it didn't happen. Because if you're a seasoned outsider, you know that was the Smothers Brothers. Yes. And so that was a Friday. I remember it was a Friday after we had uh, finished our music lessons. And you said, I have this really cool idea about doing this comedy bit. And I went, what? <laughs> I wasn't crazy about it at first. But then once I kind of heard I, the Smothers Brothers, I heard the dynamic between, uh -huh. dynamic between the two. I thought, yeah, this could be kind of cool. And then you scripted it. And yeah. then I was like sold i'm like okay well let's that's what i remember Once what the it was hell scripted, we'll do it yeah, yeah. i'm mm -hmm. like jerry you think you could do this i handed him the script and we did one read through and it was like okay he's down for this he, yeah and then i messed up the word uh be begrudgingly is that what yeah, it was? i was supposed to be begrudgingly, begrudgingly. still messing it up whatever <laughs> but but yeah i mean what a, but a, it turned out so perfect i felt like even the mess up i thought was cool i think so too because actually 
I, we were both a little concerned that people were going to think we were actually having this disagreement, or that I was this jerk. Like yeah, that's what because I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of played the no, you stupid head, you, you, what this is, what are you talking about? You know, and and uh, stupid head, you stupid head, it's me, you stupid, you stupid head. <laughs> Yeah, then we, we actually the, with that edit with begrudgingly, which we totally lost it on begrudgingly, yeah. and we weren't we debated whether or not we were going to include that or not, and we decided to include it in the episode, right? And that probably broke the ice just enough for that one yeah, to, to float on. It by. was perfect. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was natural, and it was a lot of fun. And I, which yeah, we'll do it again. We'll we will. surprise you with some sort of weird yeah. bit. Yeah. I think we both enjoy that, so it's. For us, it's going to be fun. It was. I like the way Lucy put it because, and in fact, I heard that from somebody else too. She she said she liked the way that Jarrett was trying to ground me. (laughs) Keep you grounded. Yeah, she thought, she was just thinking that I needed therapy. Uh And then we needed therapy. Yeah, that we needed therapy. And then she realized that he was trying to ground me in that once we mentioned at the end of the episode, good thing we did uh-huh. that we had actually lifted that from a comedy sketch. So, yeah. you know, we like to give credit where credit is due. And I, I don't know if, if let us know, I, we may, there may be something mentioned in the last episode. I can't remember about the Smothers brothers, but these guys are still around and they've been around for a long time and they were controversial in their day. Really? Yeah. They almost they had a, I think in fact, they got, booted off of either i think it was abc wow yeah they had a a special and they were just they were political and they were cutting edge and that was not cool at that time nowadays they could probably get away with that a little more but i would say and this is my own opinion this is not a mass opinion by any by any means but i feel like comedy and comedians nowadays have a great platform Mm -hmm. to address political issues yeah. What better way to say I don't stand for this than to to poke fun at it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm with you. I it think used that to happens. be music. You know, yeah. there was the rebel of the punk era where music was an a our perfect, revolution or revolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to episode seven. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I think you're right on with that. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And that's that's our last episode before episode eight, which we're on right now. And I just want to say. With episode seven, La V and Rose. That's, I mean, that title says it all. What more? What more to say about yeah. a lady who did took her, took her career and did the outside the mic thing. Yeah, it was with such a great way to, I think, wrap up our first season with our, as far as the stories go. She did it. I was yeah. so stoked when I found that. So stoked. So there it is, folks. That's pretty much a wrap up, more or less, from our interpretation of what we remember of those episodes that we shared with you. Yeah. And this doesn't mean that we're gone. We're going to be on our social media. We're going to be doing uh, a lot of promotional stuff, a lot of fun stuff. But take this take this episode and, and please uh, share what, what your most memorable, what's your favorite part of Outside the Mic we want to hear from you guys. You're just you're the most important part of this whole thing. You're the reason we're going to do a season two. You're the reason uh-huh. why we want to push ourselves uh, through all the avenues of hosting a podcast. It's right on. It's awesome. It's because of you, and we just want to thank you for that. Yeah, I'm thinking like what if we had like ten people that listened, would we keep going? Um, yes, ten. That's ten. all it would take. That's, That's all it would take. <laughs> we would appreciate more than that. <laughs> 
we're cheap. We're, you know, not that really right now it doesn't matter because we're having so much fun. We're going to keep going. Yeah. But we're getting to the point where every episode gets just about peaks at about 100. Yeah. And I think Pilot hit 200, didn't it? Yes, it did. It actually hit 200. So for us, that's encouragement enough. So if you're, here you are, you're listening right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, you know, we don't need a thousand listeners. Someday we might have that. I'll have my private jet. As yeah, I you'll spoke, have your private jet. As my revolution. But we're just, resolution. we're just thrilled that, I mean, really, if there was a handful of listeners, 10, you're right. Yeah. Probably 10 listeners. My wife, your wife, my mom, yeah. your daughter, <laughs> your grandpa, your my grandpa, friend, your best friend, your spider, your Billy down the street and Sharon, the intern, she listens. Sharon, thank but, you. Sharon, did you, <laughs> did she leave again? It's past her bedtime. She's always like this, you know, you like you ask for a tissue and the next thing you know, she's out the door. But what do you expect? Sharon was a librarian before she retired. So she's helped us catalog, um, but she doesn't stay long. We love you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. And thank you, Outsiders. This is the wrap on season one of Outside the Mic. We love you. Be sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Podbean, our website at OutsideTheMic.com. Stick with us and tune in on Season 2 with Outside the Mic.